The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only, meaning no children, young teenagers, or rule of three. Life in the world to come is a work of fiction, and improv is hard. Some of the topics discussed may be upsetting to some listeners, and if that is the case for you, then steal your heart. Take courage, for darker things lurk on the horizon. One could be forgiven for wanting to hold on to one's innocence. No one would fault you. Turn back now if you are frail at heart, for beyond here you will find only desolation and despair. For those of you whose souls have calloused and hardened through years of harsh winds and sizzling heat, welcome home. I'm Will Wood. A disclaimer. Yeah, I got that lozenge. Yeah. We've We've been a hard 48 hours. Yeah, we've been sweating uh, over a hot podcast. Mm. You gotta. It's it's been tough. It's been a lot of hard work. People wouldn't figure that just talking into a microphone and bullshitting and cracking jokes with a buddy is yeah. extremely <laughs> hard work. It is. It's very hard work. I mean, it's difficult and it's hard. <laughs> actually, is it actually kind of? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm tired. My voice hurts. Because it's, like, it's not just we're not just shooting the shit. We have an obligation to shoot the shit in a way that is entertaining for other people. That is actually pretty. It takes hard. A, an, an an extra little uh, uh, a bit of bit of bit of elbow grease that goes into it. So this is our fourth in the past, I guess, like twenty four hours. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because we started at like, I don't know, like at least late afternoon yesterday. Yeah, and uh, we've recorded probably like six hours of audio already. Yeah, at least. So um, I'm in pain. I got us some cough drops. Uh, Chris, where's the bag? Oh, it's right there. Find your computer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let me let me grab. Let me get that. I just want to have this on hand so that as no. soon as this one has been absorbed by my throat, you can just I can move just right on to the next right one. Right on to the next one. And you have to hear this for a whole episode. This is going to be the entire episode. It's going to sound like that. Easiest one we've ever done. Yep. Because this is already comedy gold. <laughs> oh, okay. How you feeling, dude? Uh, tired. Yeah, same. My head hurts a little bit. Uh, I'm still recovering from the cheese that <laughs> yeah, I had we, earlier. We, we, we had two pizzas for breakfast. Extremely, uh, extremely cheesy ones. I got one of those stuffed pizzas. They're, this pizzeria, their food is so goddamn greasy. I'm dead. I died. It is. And not necessarily an unpleasant way. It was a very wet pizza. Yeah. It was a It was, it was a, <laughs> a wet-ass wet pizza. pizza. Yeah. It was a juicy pizza. Mm. Yeah. Um, oily, very oily, uh, which I like. Yeah, I didn't hate, I like, I like a little bit, I like uh, there to be, uh, you know, I don't want like the, the, the bottom crust of my pizza to be like crunchy, mm. but I do like it to be a little bit, I want, I need some like structural integrity there. Yeah. I need the pizza to like not slide off of itself if I pick yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, the calzone I had was, um, literally dripping with grease. Well, we're not in New Jersey anymore. That's true. That's the thing. We've, we, you, you left New Jersey. Yep. I mean, we both left New Jersey, mm. different states, but, yeah. and uh, we just have to come to terms with the fact that the pizza is just not going to be as good. That's okay with me. I, I don't <laughs> eat that much pizza, to be honest. I, we eat pizza together. Yeah, when, when, but... when we're together, we seem to almost exclusively eat pizza. Yeah. We ate a lot of pizza when we were living together. That's true. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, had, we had pizza like twice a week. Yeah. God. I, I do not want to think about what the health implications of the last year were. They were not positive. No. No. I did not eat well. No. I was like, the, my, the, the first time me not living in my parents' house 
and having just knowing for a fact that there will be vegetables. Turns out, if there aren't vegetables in your house, you have to go get them. Right, yeah. yeah. You can't just expect them to be there. Yeah. Which is insane. And I and bought you have, to, you have to buy vegetables yourself. Yeah, and that's and money you, you could be spending on Rice Krispie treats. And you can you you have to eat them. Yeah, you that's have to the hard do it. part for me. I've got apples in the fridge that I'm just like, fuck, dude. I, those are gonna go bad. I'm not gonna eat them. And I feel like I wasted money if I do that. But also, I know I should be eating fruits and vegetables. But now I've got like a pizza and a half and a giant <laughs> calzone in the fridge. I've got food for the next two days. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like die of diabetes or something or whatever cheese gives you uh, if diabetes but... was real i would have died of it by now <laughs> my mom oh, is diabetic what? i don't know why i said that you believe in diabetes <laughs> <laughs> really i don't buy that shit no. dude look it up all right <laughs> just just read even a little bit past like the first few google results you'll see there's some conflicting information out there. There's some shit that they're not telling us about diabetes. I don't think I have eaten... No, that's not true. I had, I had vegetables one time since we moved out of Belvedere. <laughs> I haven't had vegetables any time. And the thing is, like, I have this, like, I've been having, like, this brain fog for, mm. like, the last week. And I know if I just cooked up the rest of those Brussels sprouts that my parents left in my freezer <laughs> yeah. that I would feel better. Yeah. But I simply haven't. Yeah. And I mean, I like Brussels sprouts. Yeah, you can I, make Brussels sprouts real good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not hard. You just, you just coat them in oil, a little salt and pepper, cook them in the oven for like 15 minutes. Well, you kill them. Well, thank you. And I like to make them. But instead, I, I, just, I went to, it turns out, the Dollar General near my place in Vermont, uh, you can get a lot of really good stuff for pretty cheap. And they have these like cans of... Uh, of of Pillsbury biscuits that you cook in the oven. Oh yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, and there were like three days when that was all I ate. Was you're just gonna die of heart disease Pillsbury because oven of that. biscuits. Because you live to a dollar next to a Dollar General or around near a Dollar General. Help! Because you live near a Dollar General. Yeah. You're gonna die of heart disease. Absolutely. That's just how it is. I tried to be. I tried to class up the biscuits. I tried to uh, uh, make my own McDonald's uh, bacon egg and cheese biscuits, mm. and it was gross. They somehow managed that. Here's the well, thing: McDonald's eggs are very dry. They're bizarre. They're, they're, they're like, weird. They're very dry in a way that makes them work for the biscuit sandwich. Yeah. And they were like the eggs that I made were like too soft. They were like too. They were like eggs that like if they had just been on their own would have been I think very good. Right. But like because they were on a biscuit with bacon and craft cheese, it was just like it was too wet, and it was gross. And it was like I've been like I tried to just not eat biscuits, but. The universe betrayed me for it. And gave you a wab. Yeah, give me a wet-ass biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> give you a wah. Wet-ass eggs. A wah. Wah. A wah. Wah. <laughs> Yo, you listen to that, that track that just dropped? Wah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool like kind of like subversion of like the way that like people tend to make eggs <laughs> so that's been my diet recently yeah yeah mm. wap wet ass pillsbury yeah, just just a lot of wet ass pillsbury mm. and uh velveta <laughs> mac and cheese uh velveta sounds like the name of a stripper I tr when I one of the first things I did when I got there 
was I went to the supermarket. Yeah. The thing is, like, I want, like, I, I had gotten like a roti- like a rotisserie chicken from the supermarket, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, and so I went back to the supermarket, and I got more of that rotisserie chicken. Uh huh. But I wanted something more complicated than that. But I also didn't want to have to like work to cook. So I got Velveeta mac and cheese, and I cut up a bunch of the rotisserie chicken breast Dude. and put it in the Velveeta mac and cheese. And the look you're giving me, you're right. <laughs> it wasn't good. It was. It, it was. It was so disgusting. It was like because like there. It was. It was. It was supermarket rotisserie chicken. So there were like little pieces of bone and like bre- and like breaded chicken skin that did not mix well with like the Velveeta yeah, cheese sauce. Dude. Uh. It did not. It was so bad. Yeah. And that's been my life for like the past. <laughs> but otherwise, things have been going very nice. It's well, very nice good. in Vermont. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I miss you making mac and cheese. It's good shit. I I I, sh- I, I keep meaning to make mac and cheese, but then I don't because it's hard. It yeah yeah it is. The, the way that I make mac and cheese is very uh, involved, and it kind of makes active. it makes like a huge mess. Like yeah, and you have to be really on top of it. Yeah, well, you can break you, a sweat making that mac and cheese. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta not burn the roux. Yeah, and like that's or the bechamel hard. or whatever it's called. Yeah, bechamel sounds like the name of a demon. <laughs> I am Bechamel. I, I, this is going to be my thing for the episode. Is I'm going to take be, words and say they, they sound, they sound like, like, a, like other things. Yeah. yeah like, so Velveeta <laughs> sounds like the name of a stripper. Bechamel smells, sounds like the, smells. Help. <laughs> Help. Fourth podcast. I, I'm, 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 I'm smelling names. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm hearing, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing smells. Bechamel smells like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Bechamel sounds like the name of a demon. It's not a good enough joke for me to be trying that hard. It's just not. Uh, Rue sounds like... I don't even have a punchline for that one. I was just hoping one would come to me while I was saying that. That was a dumb idea. Podcast number four in 24 hours. We're like seven hours into recording. Yeah, this is a long one. We're so far into it that I had to get fucking cough drops. <laughs> yeah, because 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 again, this is it's a taxing thing. This is this is, this is a hard work for uh, hard hard men. I'm good. I'm still I, working on this. I one. dropped a cough drop, and it landed like on my lap, or it was going to land on my lap, and so I stuck out my hand to catch it. And I just punched, I just knuckle punched myself <laughs> in the dick. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not doing good. Yeah. So, like, what, what else have you been up to since you moved here? I feel like that's the kind of thing I should have asked you in private conversation, but I didn't. And so now we're here. I don't really have any private answer for it. You know, it's not like I'm just going to be like, you know, shooting up, no. masturbating, <laughs> you know, firing guns in the woods, yeah, um, know. <laughs> you know, crime. No, just because it's like a thing that I should ask you as a friend and not have to make it part of content that I put on the internet. That's fair, but like, I don't care. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to ask me anything. Conversation just happens whether or not we ask each other questions. Yeah, and so then enough. I get to learn about you either way. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it just feels like a polite thing to ask, what have you been up to? And I didn't. Yeah. I'm not, like, chastising myself for that. I'm just making the observation and asking now. What have you been up to? Um, you know, it's been kind of different every day because uh, I've been trying to avoid working. Mm, um, yeah. And that's hard to do because it's not like I'm an accountant. Yeah, where, you're still on break. You know, right, I, I'm trying to be anyway. Right. Uh, it's not easy because, you know, it's not like I'm an accountant where there are times where I was like, Phew, I need a break from accounting. For me, it's like my soul is involved. 
Like, my heart and soul and my dreams and my identity are all wrapped up in it. Yeah. And so, like, in order for me to take a break from Will Wood, I have to get into a headspace where I'm not Will Wood. And, like, that's <laughs> tough. That's fucking hard. I, it sounds hard, dude. Because, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, whenever, whenever somebody goes on a break, you just assume, like... You know, what they're actually going to do is masturbate and watch Netflix. But what they always <laughs> say is like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to do some reading. I'm going to like write a bunch, mm. maybe make some music. But that's your job. Right. So like. But I don't I have also, hobbies. I also know that you like doing those things. Well, that's the thing is that like your hobbies are the things that you do for your job. Right. And so like what you need to do is like find a way to like hobbyify. It's like, it's like what, like, Bill Watterson did after he stopped making Covenant and Hobbs. He just started, like, painting and not showing him to anybody. Well, I... And, like... I, yeah, I, um... I have to say, fucking... To any, uh, aspiring musicians out there, um, who, uh, want to become a professional musician, musician, don't quit your day job. <laughs> and I don't mean because you're gonna fail. I mean because it's better if it's a hobby. <laughs> you're gonna like it more, I promise. That's so sad. Like, well, it's, I'm, so... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull the whole "follow your dreams" thing in this uh, dystopian capitalistic dis society that's yeah. falling apart around us. Um, I'm not gonna play that game. It's not the '90s anymore. Uh, I have to just be honest with people and be like, "Listen, if you want to do it, you can do it, but it's hard, and you might enjoy it more if you just keep it as a hobby and keep it for something that you do for yourself." Because, you know. Yeah. It's fulfilling. It can be fulfilling that way. Or, it can be fulfilling if you do it professionally, too. And it is. Yeah. But I think less so than if it was just something that I did for fun. Yeah. I don't know. Or I don't know. Maybe you'll luck out and be one of those people who actually can just, like, who just, like, loves doing a thing and they can do it professionally and it never gets boring. Because unfortunately, as much as, like, you know, you and I love to glorify the idea of art being hard yeah. and life being hard, uh -huh. I feel like there are people who are just happy and well-adjusted and things come easy to them. Oh, and definitely. Like, there's yeah. like, so I don't know. If, maybe if you're that kind of person, yeah, do, make, do quit your day job. Yeah. But you might not be. That's, and that's the thing most people won't tell you. I have to say, I don't think that a lot of people who are happy and well-adjusted uh, end up pursuing careers in music, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that, that people who are drawn to creating music tend to be... Not well. Yeah. That's they not got... a law, but, you know, I think it tends to be true. Because they have something they want to fucking say. Right, or compensate for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's like, maybe now someone will love me. Right, exactly. And the answer See, is... See, I've proven my worth now. Right, and the answer is, yes, they will love you, but it won't be you. They'll love an amalgamation of you that they've created in their own minds by connecting disparate pieces of information, like some kind of constellation... I think that you need to be more grateful. Our first question <laughs> is, I'm your parents now. <laughs> no, they're actually very understanding. You know, I, uh, they, because yeah. they called their fucking house. <laughs> fucking oh, yeah, fans called one their the, house the in the middle of dinner. And my dad went, what? <laughs> He's not here right now. Do you want me to leave, leave a message for him? Um, uh... Yeah. No, I, 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 I am actually very grateful for the work that I have. Uh, it's just that it's a lot of work and sometimes I need a break, but it's hard to take a break. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's what I've been up to is I'm trying to relax and it's hard. My psychiatric health has deteriorated significantly over the past year. Mm -hmm. Voices. Mm. Yeah.
Anyway, do you want to answer some questions? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was real life terrifying. <laughs> That's the thing with you and your mental illness is that most of the time I know that you're joking, but every now and then it's like, is this the big one? Is it happening? <laughs> like, is it like... The, the big ones, when they happen, I'm usually alone. <laughs> that sucks. Um, no, it's okay. It's for the best. It's right. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't want to see that shit. I'll scream and I'll cry and I'll fall on the floor and I'll beg for death at the top of my lungs and then get into a car and close my eyes. Nice. On the highway. That's how you gotta do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I start, you know, I see shit and, you know, I start believing that I'm uh, Jesus Christ. That happened to me for a little while. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was Jesus. How recently? Like 10 years ago almost. Okay, that's what yeah. I, I knew that it happened to you 10 years ago. I wasn't yeah. sure if that came back. No, 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 no. That was a one-time thing. Okay. Um, thought I was Jesus. Thought I had to, like, assemble my disciples. Uh, I started to, and then one day I just kind of, like, came to, and I was like, what the fuck? That's so good. I love that. That's I, I, I love that fact about you, mm-hmm. that you... Almost started a cult, and the second before it got out of hand, you were like, oh shit, I'm starting a cult. And then... No, the starting a cult was actually a different uh, Oh, okay. Thing. So you yeah. did, that was, you started a different cult. Well, no, we... the, 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 the me seeking disciples thing, all in my head. Okay. Yeah. So there were no disciples. No, no. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that even more. It's yeah, no, just... I was working on it. I was trying. <laughs> I thought I was working on it. And then... It turns out, if you go around telling people you're Jesus, most people won't believe you. Yeah, they're not going to get into <laughs> like, it. They're, they're not, not going to be gonna... like, okay. Oh. All I'd right. like to. I'd like to be your disciple then, if you don't mind. I'm Jesus. No way. <laughs> like, get out. <laughs> really, dude. Well, he just like packs up his belongings, leaves their family. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yours. Just, now. just going. No, off I'm a soldier. Just in the name of hang Christ. out with you in the woods and do acid. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honey, I love you, but I have to go be with God. Yeah. You know, like, well, this you know guy, my neighbor Will. The, well, it's tur- well, apparently he's Jesus Christ. And um, I can't turn that down, you know. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been that kind of uh, borderline psychotic since. Um, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, you, you are one of the most well-adjusted, unstable people I know. Thank you. Yeah. You keep you keep you, you keep a, a, a good lid on it. I work very hard <laughs> and I take my medication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got this nice house. Yeah. Take that, your brain. Marvel of modern science is really what it is. That thing is your 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 brain's been trying to kill you for years. If and I look, had, look at this, now you live in this house. If I had been born fifty years ago, I would have been lobotomized by now. <laughs> Absolutely no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. I would be lobotomized at <laughs> in an institution, dying covered in drool. I mean, maybe me too. It's not. It's hard to say. Mm. I think they, I, they were willing to do that to almost anybody. <laughs> yes, they, I, I was about to say maybe I would get like put in an institution. I don't mm. know if they would. Perform, I think I would be if I got put in an institution. I would be well behaved enough mm. that they wouldn't perform a lobotomy on me. Mm. Well, see, since they didn't really have any mood stabilizers back right. then, really, <laughs> yeah, not like That's they the thing, do now anyway. I think they had lithium actually. I think lithium's pretty old. Yeah, lithium's been around since probably like the '40s or '50s. So never mind. I'd probably be okay. I'd be on lithium. But I'd still be in an institution. Also, because I'm kind of queer. So, like, you know, they didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, that was also a big no-no. Yep, no. You, they, would, they would lobotomize you just for that. Yeah, or at least strap me down and, you know, zap me with electricity like, for, like, an hour castrate you, and then you, um... Yeah. Uh, then you, then you, then, you know, 
uh, 15 years later, you eat an apple laced with cyanide, um, and yeah. it takes another 20 years for anyone to find out that you invented computer science. Poor guy. Poor Alan Turing. Yeah, that's dark. Human history has been horrible the entire time. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Peterson says that that means that we should all be super grateful for how amazing things are right now, and that's why you have to stop protesting, please. <laughs> um, and uh, and I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you, uh, Jordan, why do you think that now is the time when it's good? Yeah, I mean, look <laughs> like, around. Examine your life, Jordan. Right? <laughs> like, the guy had to fly to Russia and have, like, his legs replaced or something <laughs> because he was so fucking strung out on the medication that he was prescribed by a quack doctor. <laughs> and fucking, like, <laughs> he comes back with, a, with his blood, like, replaced with beef juice or something. And he's, like, half dead for, like, six months. Like, your life is bad. You he's know like, the world isn't good, right? You need to examine your life. <laughs> Just drooling. Just his brain doesn't to, work anymore. You need to be careful. <laughs> you. <laughs> One of the most dangerous feel, feelings to have is resentment and <laughs> ingratitude. <laughs> <laughs> he coughs up a hand. <laughs> Jim Henson's hand. <laughs> um. And uh, then he dies. Yeah, then you hear Jim Henson say from behind him, oh, fuck, as he <laughs> quickly pulls the hand back in, and then Jordan Peterson just goes, like, limp, no bones. Just... <laughs> and then all along, Jordan Peterson has been, been Jim, Jim Henson, Henson dog yeah. whistling. And then you hear Jim Henson, and then you just see, like, in the corner of the frame, Jim Henson just running off to the side yeah. so that no one found out he faked his death. <laughs> and then, like, and so then swung can... hard right. Just like... <laughs> Yeah, he like he did all like, all the, the love and acceptance stuff with Kermit the Frog, and he was yeah. like, actually, all of this is bullshit. Yeah, he changed his mind. are important, and then <laughs> created Jordan Peterson, his most elaborate <laughs> Muppet, Muppet yet. yet. So elaborate that people mistook him for a father figure. <laughs> and now, <laughs> well, I think like there's something about those Jim Henson puppets that just people just trust them. You know, they people see, do it's love like, them. Yeah. They, they they make him feel like they're wholesome figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But even people don't know this. Kermit the Frog was really into dog races. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. Is they're all wholesome, but there's always a, there's a, there's a, a tinge of darkness. Well, that usually doesn't come to the surface, but he wasn't able to hide it with Jordan Peterson. Because the messaging was too direct. Right. Well, as, as you know, the good Dr. Jordan B. Peterson always says, you know, uh, someday we'll find it, the rainbow <laughs> connection. And I believe in that. Yeah. You know, because you know, it does say a lot about, you know, kind of like the human condition and how, what was it that he said? He said something like, um, something on the lines of, uh, um, uh, I, got, I have nothing. I just wanted to do the Jordan what, what, Peterson voice it? and didn't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> I want, I'm going to buy tickets to see a Jordan Peterson lecture just in the hopes that at the end of everything, when he goes, and that is the importance of the dominance hierarchy. Thank you. Waka waka. That's what I want to see. I would kill for that. Please. Jordan Peterson, if for some reason you're watching this, just do it already. Just lean in. Just just let that Fozzie Bear inside you out. You've been leaning in for years. Lean in the rest of the way. You're only you're you're I can hear it. <laughs> it's happening. 
I know you've got it in you. Bring out that inner Muppet the rest of the way. Instead of just, you know, being the kind of person that everybody calls a fucking Muppet. <laughs> because, you know, you're such a fucking Muppet, dude. Yeah. You're such a fucking... Lean into that guy, it. Guy really is, he's it. a fucking Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, oh shit! Oh fuck! Oh god! Bump the mic stand. Always pet home. a cat when you see one in the street. Here's the deal: <laughs> never bother kids on skateboards. That out of I, never I, let I, your I have, children do anything that makes you dislike like, them. I just, <clears throat> I love the skateboards one because mm. he had twelve rules. He had he had he had to make a list of. 12 things that were the most important things for life. And one of them is don't bother kids on skateboards. Yeah, no, don't kill people. <laughs> you know, no, don't hit women. <laughs> Which, I mean, I know why he didn't include that one. Um, you know, because you have to establish the dominance hierarchy somehow. You right. Know? That's... Four, I'm not. I don't want that. I don't well, want that. The, in the thing podcast, is, like, well, even it's either that or you just like explain to them why people are like lobsters. Mm. This is what yeah. this is what Jordan Peterson does on every first date is that he <laughs> sits them down. Yeah, I'll have the um the 16 ounce uh, the porterhouse, and she'll have the lobster. <laughs> Orders for his date. You know, he's that thing about guy. lobsters, and then that's just the next two hours. <laughs> Does she get to speak? Absolutely of not. Of course not. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, Jordan Peterson on a date is Jordan Peterson at a lecture. <laughs> yeah. It's the same it's thing. It's exactly the same discourse. It's, it's, he says the same shit, <laughs> and at the end of the night, he probably gets laid. He probably gets laid. <laughs> probably I feel like that guy slays. Well, okay, he's married well, now. Apparently, but... he loves his wife. Apparently, he like. He's, oh, he clearly does. He, he's like he yeah. very. He's very committed to his. his I wife. find him such a fascinating figure. I really. He's so <laughs> fascinating. He's just this this didn't you, multitudes. Didn't you get Twelve Rules for Life? I did. I, I listened to the audio on the podcast. No, I, it's, I, I I didn't buy it because I like Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. I know, but people will hear that and they'll be like, I, I, "That's the thing." I needed you to clarify that so that they know. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I I bought it because I find him just like a fascinating case study of the multitude nature of the human spirit that this man who honestly he actually does have some good advice about like how to discipline yourself and like you know really take care of yourself and he's got some some good platitudes to share yeah, those like, first good four -help rules guru. are like decent those first four rules and the way he talks about them great fucking advice it gets progressively <laughs> weirder as it goes, it goes on, on from there and the next thing yeah. you know it starts off being with it starts off with him saying treat yourself like you're another person that you're responsible for. And I'm just like, wow, that's really smart. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And then five chapters later, and that's the significance of Christ suffering on the cross. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you've, you've got this man who's like clearly like dog whistling some horrible shit. Um, and then at other moments, he's just like got good self-help advice. And then occasionally he'll throw in some weirdly feministic shit. And I'm just like, who the fuck are you? And why won't you eat anything other than steak? <laughs> so he's really just fascinating to me, you know? Just, just, yeah. I mean, like, he's the perfect, just like a man just fucking in outer space on Quaaludes. Like, you yeah. gotta get your life together. Just, yeah. Yeah. Don't do, like, drugs are bad. Pills, pills, pills. Yeah. Yeah.
It's like uh, it's just like a like a tragic monster. I love that shit. It's just like that is definitely that your shit. You love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. You another love, interesting you love guy. An anti-hero. Another interesting guy. Um, uh, I don't know if you've heard of him. Um, uh, is uh, Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> that was the second time I spit my vape out of my mouth. Because I laughed this episode. All right, we're done. This is too, this is too much. This is too much. Um, Can we do a question? Sure. Okay, I put out an Instagram story while I was uh, taking a shit earlier, um, asking for questions. <laughs> I have face blindness. How will I be able to tell the difference between friend and foe in the world to come? Interesting. How do you how how do you how do you know who your enemies are when every face is the same? Echolocation. It's true. The, the subtle differences. You clap your hands next to somebody's face. Listen very carefully. You will be able to pick up on the contours of their face. It's true. If you train your senses wisely. Yeah. And it's going to be even easier. Because, like, I, I, I'm not super familiar with how face blindness works. Mm. But, like, you know... There isn't going to be, a, like, a lot of, like, kind of simul- similarity for your... <laughs> yeah. For your, um... Nice. Now, let's just do this for a second. I'm going to tell you a little bit about face blindness, because I know a little bit. Okay. Fuck what I was saying. What are you going to say? So, prosopagnosia, face blindness. It's when you're unable to, you know, tell two faces apart. It's not that you don't see the face at all. It's that you don't see the differences. And it comes from an issue with an area of the brain called the fusiform gyrus. And the fusiform gyrus is what allows you to recognize, you know, faces. But it also allows you to see faces in things that aren't even faces. So you see a picture of a smiley face. The reason why it's not just two dots in a line to you is because of activity in your fusiform gyrus. And that's a sense called pareidolia. Mm. And... So, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, I, I can kind of pick it up if you want. Yeah, could you? Well, I'm forgetting. Well, this, here, here, here's the, and this is kind of what I was going to say. My mouth is so sticky. Because <laughs> you're, yeah, it's because you're, uh, you're, you've, you've crunched up a cough drop. And now it's just the sticky inside parts in your teeth. Oh, but the menthol is so soothing. So, like, okay, so with face blindness, right? Smooth. That, and that's, that's the thing is that I feel like part of the problem is that most human faces have like the same sort of general shape right the two dots in a line the two dots in a line and I th- the thing is that there is going to be a lot more distinguishing f- factors in faces that's true a lot of faces it's won't like, look like what we think of as a face yeah how do you know who joe is well because joe's forehead is the size and general shape of a bear right yeah <laughs> and that's going to be hard to miss right yeah and how do you know uh you know who your uh your 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 foe is mm-hmm you know that it's not that. Yeah. You well, because um, also your foe has a gun and it's pointed at you. That's and he's saying, thing. "I'm your foe, and I'm going to shoot <laughs> you in the head." Though he says, "I am your enemy. Give me your gold." And, and then people, that's how you know he's your enemy. Well, people are going to be a lot more straightforward <laughs> yeah, in the world yeah. to come. They're not going to bother with a lot of like, you know, it would be a shame if something would have happened to you, or something like that. They're not. They're not taking the subtle yeah. way around. They're pointing a gun at you and saying, "Give me your gold, or I'll make you dead." Yeah, and like again, we're we're loosely translating as we mentioned in either this or the last episode. I don't oh, remember. Oh God, it's all blurring um, together. I think it was the last episode. We haven't talked about almost anything this episode. Right. So okay. Far. In the last episode, we mentioned that most language is is going to be kind of like body language. So it's not going to be like, "Hey, I'm going to kill you." It's going to be more like, 
Right. <gasps> and, and then a shimmy. Yeah, a little shimmy. It's, it's shake your titties at them. Right. Yeah, to intimidate them. Right. Because your titties have knives. Well, I mean, mine do. Yeah. You just have big knives on the nipples and you kind of shake them around threateningly. And you go, ah. I but know. But if, you, if you're a friend, they'll be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh? <laughs> just kind of, you know, just kind of nuzzling against uh. you. <laughs> yeah. And stroking your chest. Yeah, and very... Yes. Licking your leg. And giving you a little kiss, just on the lips. Yeah. And then a longer kiss on and the lips. smelling your hair. Yeah. And... And kind of just kissing up and down. you off. Kissing up We're and down gonna, your neck. Just, just gonna go right for it, dude. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go... Cock. Just anyway. jerk you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just had to cut out the middleman. That's where it was going. We both, we both knew yeah, that's no, where it was like, going. Like, we we would have either gotten there now or a minute and a half from now. I figured like, it was kind of cut it out. Best to just yeah, just you know. straight less fat. You yeah, know? And just trim it down. You know, <laughs> just you just keep it. Yeah, um, you tell your friend from your foe based on the fucking obvious, man. Yeah, some of those foes are going to be giant spiders who wear cowboy boots. Some of them are going to be giant cowboy boots covered in spiders. <laughs> some of them are going to be a flaming skull named Harold. Some of them are just going to be spiders. Some of them are just going to be cowboy boots. Some, Yeah, some of them are going to be cowboy spiders <laughs> That's that oh are different God. from spiders in cowboy boots. <laughs> That's, yeah. Because just because a spider wears cowboy boots does not make it a cowboy, okay? You hear me, most of America? <laughs> just because you wear cowboy boots does not make you a cowboy. <laughs> you, have to, you have to wrangle cattle to be a cowboy. Doug asks... How old can people live after the event if something doesn't eat you first, I mean? It depends. It depends on a lot of different factors. This is, like, with, with a lot of the, these questions that we get, It's this is one that does not have one set uniform answer. There's yeah. a lot of factors that can go into yeah. it. Potentially forever. Potentially 10 seconds. Right. It's mostly dependent on whether or not you eat your greens. Yes. For most people, it's going to be whether or not they eat their greens. And I don't mean vegetables. I mean anything green. Anything green. Green eggs and ham, fine. Uh, green, jolly green giant, glowing, he's going to be a thing. Glowing green goo. Yep. Great green globs of greasy, grimy gopher guts. A sword that you painted green. The green lantern. The Yeah, the, he'll, he'll be real. Yeah. He'll be there. <laughs> him and the jolly green giant. Um, <laughs> Both him and the jolly green giant will be real in there. A green thumb. Uh, Greenland. If you eat Greenland, you, you eat will Greenland, live forever. You will live forever. That's so much green. Seth Green. Yeah. <laughs> you eat Seth Green, you're going to live forever. But only because he turns green after the apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The name um, doesn't count, but he does coincidentally turn a vibrant <laughs> shade of green. And Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> He'll also turn green. <laughs> next question <laughs> was that enough that we do uh, yeah we well i think there's more ways to live forever than just eating people who have colors in their names yeah um, uh standing still for a long time for a long time you don't burn any calories use up any energy or get in any danger yeah i mean you will have to have evolved um chlorophyll in your blood so that you can uh, get nutrients through photosynthesis and that's but a matter of luck you if you have chlorophyll in your blood you will turn green and that opens up a whole new set of dangers. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That makes you, that makes you a target. It puts a target on your back. It yeah. really does. <laughs> so it's, a, you know, I would say it's better to eat green people than to become a green person. Yeah. But they both make you otherwise immortal. Because that's the thing. That it's, it's, it's actually a very simple matter. It's a matter of very simple math, right? Yeah. Because if you are a green person who can live forever, if you live long enough statistically, you will be eaten. Yeah. So it's always better. Like, even if, so yes... Like, 
you know, you will live longer than you normally would, but it's ultimately in the grand scheme of, of like all time, mm. uh, death sentence. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, uh, other things you can do is you can learn valuable skills that just help you survive longer because some people will just be lucky that their genes mutate in a direction mm-hmm. that actually helps them. Yeah. Uh, juggling, juggling. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, mime, mime, uh, solving a Rubik's cube real fast. Uh, uh, sex, being <laughs> good at sex. Um, I mean, maybe. Yeah. You know, I, look, I, you I a, wouldn't know, but if you have a valuable, <laughs> like if you have a valuable skill set, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that will, you know, allow you to mate with a queen who has magic powers and can turn you into a god. Yeah. You know, exactly. that happened to a friend of mine or yeah. is going to happen to a friend of mine. When does this happen again in the future? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, it gets confusing, you it know, does, like, because, because I spend our, so much my, time. Our temporal senses are all. Yeah, yeah. Do some more questions. Let's do some more questions. Let's jump into some more questions. Riff raff, street rat. I don't buy that. If only they look closer, would they see a proper nursery? Here, here's let's let's do this one. They'd find out. <laughs> there's so much more. Oh my God, Louis Armstrong, you're alive. Me. Louis Armstrong, were you living in the crawl space oh, in Will's yeah. Are you Randy or whatever we said your name was? Ryan. I'm, I was Ryan. I <laughs> <laughs> that's actually extremely terrifying (laughs) of like i don't know when louis armstrong was bored but i'm assuming a like 110 year old louis armstrong (laughs) crawling (laughs) out of the room and coming down and rubbing my nipples (laughs) 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 these episodes are gonna blur together Together. that's part of the fun of them though and i think they actually kind of like that i don't Mm. know i don't have any reason to know believe that they would like that but i feel like they will either way um, cause usually yeah. we try to avoid continuity except for the dumbest bits that we have. <laughs> it's nice to, for the, the, you know, 110 year old four episodes, there will be continuity. 110 year old Louis Armstrong, um, <laughs> is living a cannibalistic life in the crawl space <laughs> over my guest room alongside several other famous Armstrongs, um, Lance Armstrong, Armstrong? Yeah. uh, Neil Armstrong and Billy Joe Armstrong. Lance Armstrong's up there just disgraced. He's embarrassed cause of the whole, all that stuff. Yeah. And Neil Armstrong is just, he's confused. He's gone mad. He's got moon madness. Well, yeah, well, you trapped him in there. Yeah. Also, for, as food for Randy, but, or for, 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 well, for Louis Armstrong. Yeah. But, you know, Louis Armstrong respected him enough because of his last name to yeah. not eat him. Well, so he saw he his strong there. arms. Yeah. And he's like, I can't take this guy. Yeah. This guy's going to kick my <laughs> ass. That's <laughs> See, here's the thing about Louis Armstrong, Lance Armstrong, uh, Neil Armstrong, and Billy Joe Armstrong, uh-huh. is that they all have very strong arms. They <laughs> all have four arms, arms and are, are very, very strong. strong. Yeah. It's where they got their names. <laughs> um, if you yeah. watch... Neil Armstrong's real name is Neil uh, Smith. Yeah. But they, that's his nickname because yeah. of his incredibly powerful arms. All four of them. That's the thing. That's why they sent him to the moon. Because, like, worst case scenario, if the lander doesn't work and they can't get off, he can just throw them back to Earth. Yeah. He's just fucking bench him over his head and launch them back. he's got four very strong arms. And it'll get there faster than it got there. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't just throw himself to the moon in the first place. Well, he had but... to be in the rocket. 
you know? More of a, as a, uh, a show of force and uh, prowess yeah, against no, the nothing, Russians yeah, than I, I was else. about to say, nothing's going to intimidate the Russians like, uh, like a full-blooded American man tossing a rocket to the moon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there has to be a rocket, it's otherwise like, oh, we haven't convinced them we won the chess. space race. Look at, check this shit out. Right, yeah. Um, Hold my beer. Just having one very strong guy, though, yeah. that won't end the Cold War. Yeah. You need to show them that we have the technological power, too. Mm-hmm. So we do a combination. We got Neil Armstrong to throw the rocket to the moon. Yeah. And then it's also, say, it, solves, it solves some problems because, mm-hmm. like, you know, once he's thrown the rocket back to the moon and he's trapped on the moon, then we no longer have to worry about the potential threat of Neil Armstrong turning against us. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Batman v Superman kind of thing. It's like if there's even one chance that he's going to turn against us, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. Um, uh, Louis Armstrong was also on the moon. Yeah. It's where he recorded most of his albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where uh, uh, What a Wonderful World comes from. Uh, the reason he lists seeing all these things and says what a wonderful world is because he's, he's seeing saw, all of them. He's, he's on the moon. He can yeah, see the whole world. Right, exactly. Um, and he's he misses being on the face of the earth. And so he's, he really does see a wonderful world. And so, you know, I sent Billy Joe Armstrong up to collect them and bring them back. And now they're all living in the crawl space in my attic. Yeah. I am a director slash producer of audio dramas. And I'm wondering how I will be... A- how I'll be able to continue my silly little fiction podcast after the event occurs. Will there be creatures slash people who are willing to voice act for me? No. Okay. And again, specifically because body language. Yeah. This is like, I, there look, the first of your problems is no internet and no microphones. It's kind of like a hard stop there. Like the, the, the finding people to act in your voice podcasts is, uh, in your voice podcast <laughs> is is uh um you know that's, be, that's pretty low on the list of things that you're gonna have to deal with if yeah. you want to be a podcaster after the yeah. apocalypse yeah even us like we've mentioned that after the apocalypse you know um it's not going to be something that we record and put on the internet we're going to bellow it from a mountaintop right we're going to be kings of gods yes but we're not going to, even we aren't going to be doing podcasts, podcasts. because no. it's not going to be feasible even for kings medium. of gods yeah yeah, yeah. um and also, there aren't going to be a lot of aspiring actors out there, you know? Not yeah. ones who aren't also cannibals. Well, good. there's going to be a lot of good liars. That's true, because you're going to have to be a good redirecting liar. that energy. That's true, yeah. Which is what most actors are doing. So, yeah. you know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, uh, like, controlled lying is what acting is. Very well controlled. And so, you might be able to find actors, and you might be able to do theater, but podcasting and audio drama specifically, probably not going to work out unless you can make it live. Yeah. But if it's live theater, there's no reason for it to just be audio unless you just want to like have everybody like hide while they yell. Well, you could what you could do is you could hide in the bushes outside of the campsites of your enemies mm-hmm. and just like just like whisper things to each other and trick them into thinking they're hearing voices in their head. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. See, that's the thing is that like with a lot of things in the apocalypse. Will there be a? Will you be able to keep making podcasts specifically? Probably not. No. But you can take that skill set and apply it to other things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be able to. You know, you you might be able to put on shows, and that might be a good way to collect uh, whatever currency the area you're living in uh, uses. Um, and you might be able to use it to intimidate people as a show of force of, you know, you and your clan and how organized you are. You might be able to show, use it as a means of confusing people, um, con- tricking people, scamming people, yeah, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Um, but as a form of entertainment, not very easily. 
and certainly not using any kind of technology that we currently use because there's going to be a long time after the bombs drop where things that use electricity aren't going to work you know unless you have like man cranks powering things which hey if you here's the thing there might not be a lot of voice actors but there will be a lot of people who were pre-event aspiring voice actors yeah. And it's going to be really easy to trick those people and get them to work your man crank. Yeah. You, know, you send them an email, say like, "Hey, we maybe want to be in your po- you want to be want to do my podcast." And then uh, you know, you lure them to your your keep, your castle. Yeah. And like, "Here, come down into this this dungeon. That's where the podcast studio is." Yeah. And then you just crack them on the back of the head with a big rock, and then they wake up chained to a man crank. Right. And uh, and that's how you power your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I have very little to say about podcasting because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. And I don't, I've never done it myself. (laughs) Um, I couldn't tell you much about it. Yeah. This Um, is, this is, this could very loosely be considered podcasting. Oh yeah. That somebody might call this that, wouldn't they? Yeah. They might. Yeah. Which I personally wouldn't, but. No, I call it uh, writing a Bible. Yeah. Yeah. I call it uh, preaching. Yes. Um, This is, this is a sermon. The angel of the Lord came unto me. And he said, Reverend William, it will be your job, as dictated by the good Lord Jesus himself, to take his message to the masses and shepherd them into the new age once the bombs fall and the sky turns inside out and God says, let there be not light. And I said, angel of the Lord, how do you want me to spread this message? And he said, Get some microphones and ask Chris Dunn what to do. <laughs> and that's why, that's, I, so I don't know what this is. Well, but, so, I, I think, so I think what you can take from that is uh, if you make podcasts now, how would you feel about starting a religion? Yeah. 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 Try that out. Try that one out for size. Yeah. I don't know what your podcast is about, but I don't know. Maybe crib some stuff from there. Dude, you know, uh, starting religions a lot easier than people think. It's a much easier. It's much think. easier than people you think. You kind of just, just have to say I'm starting a religion, and if you commit to it long enough, you could probably get some people to drink Kool Aid laced with cyanide. Yeah, if you're charismatic enough to have the balls to say that you're God, ultimately you're going to be charismatic enough to be a god to people. Yeah. Um, and that's really the thing that stops just anybody from making a religion is just like decency and anxiety. Right. Is mostly it. Yes. Um, otherwise, people would be creating religions. That all the time is the difference. It's actually kind of easy between you and Jesus Christ is ambition. Let's do Doug's extremely good questions. If you had a chance to become a crab, would it benefit your survival chances? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Part of me says <laughs> that becoming a crab is probably something that you might, that you could benefit from. But I would personally recommend (laughs) skipping that step and going straight to lobster. Because here's the thing about lobsters, (laughs) is lobsters understand the dynamics of the dominance hierarchy more than most animals do. You look at the common expression, crabs in a bucket. Crabs in a bucket. What does that mean? You say, Dr. Peterson, I forgot I was a doctor. Dr. Peterson... (laughs) I really did. I really forgot I was a doctor. Dr. Peterson. I'm taking all these fucking quaaludes. I can't remind myself I'm a doctor. Dr. Peterson, um, what does that mean, crabs in a bucket? And, and, and I'll tell you, crabs, they don't respect the dominance hierarchy. They're constantly climbing over one another, clamoring over one another. It's hard to dominate a crab. It's hard to be dominated by a crab. 
because crabs never settle in their position in their society. Crabs in a bucket refers to a time when people are clambering over each other and trying to even the playing field and in a way that has crabs losing legs and stuff. And so that's why these uh, postmodern neo-Marxist leftists, they aren't getting anywhere because they don't respect the power of the dominance hierarchy. They don't recognize that this isn't, it's not a system of oppression. It's not. It's just not. It's a system of competence. And so that's why you'd want to be a lobster. Because lobsters, lobsters, they have that understanding of the, the, the system of the dominance hierarchy. Uh, my throat hurts so bad <laughs> from talking like this for the past 57 years. And I don't know how else to talk. I'm aware that this is probably a problem. And that at some point in my life, the muscles in my throat are going to give out and I'll lose my voice permanently. <laughs> I tried going to a vocal teacher to teach me how to properly use my voice. But I... I... I ow, my fucking jaw. I had to like <laughs> set my jaw back to do that voice and I, my, it hurts so bad. So there you go, that's what I would say. Uh, don't become a crab, become a lobster. Be the lobster. <laughs> So that's it. That's, I have nothing to say. I think that we can leave it at that. I, yeah. I think you've. I think you fully covered it. Thank you. We're good. Let's do another question. I was gonna. I was gonna do this one because it, it's one of the. It's the kind of one where it can feel like they're trying to get something fairly specific out of, out of us. But I feel like you'll appreciate it, and I, I want to give you specifically a little treat. Oh, I've had so many treats so far this episode. Yeah, I got to be Jordan Peterson, <laughs> Peterson for like a while. I know, I know, exactly. Wow. And we're gonna okay. Hell yeah, man. So, all caps. Tom Waits expert. Can that be a job or useful in the apocalypse? So what? So so does knowing a lot of Tom Waits facts is that going to help? This is a, a little it's, gift for me. It's helped you. me quite a bit. <laughs> um, but I don't think I'm the person best suited. To answer a question like that, yeah, we gotta get Tom in here. I think that I'm. Uh, I think that let's let's start the ritual. Yeah, <laughs> let's draw the circle. I'm, I need a throat. A throat <laughs> the first step of the ritual is, is will get a throat take lozenge. some throat lozenges. Yep. Then you draw the circle and chalk on the floor. Then you get out an old rusty saxophone and you play the national anthem on it. Oh, here he comes. He's emerging from the ether. <laughs> That's pretty good. Now, next you have to have you have to have a meaningful heart to heart with an elderly dog. Listen, I am. Um, sometimes I feel like <laughs> like nobody really does listen. Like sometimes I feel like no matter how much I, <laughs> I speak my mind and how much I try to connect with the world at large, it, it, the things I say they just I don't know if people just don't absorb them or if I'm not communicating them right. And I just want to let you know that I really really appreciate how, honestly, how much work you, you really have put in to making me feel valid and appreciated. Good boy. Good. Good, okay. good boy. And now, last but not least, uh, eat a bat. Ow! Fuck my jaw. A, you, gotta, you can't extend your jaw that much if you're eating the bat. Ow, fuck. You can You can break it into little pieces. Should I stop the bit? Are you in pain? <laughs> Should I, like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Okay. Okay, now what? I ate the bat. And, oh... There he is. He's emerging from the ether. Oh. 
He's taller than I expected. Yeah, he's this is this has high ceilings and he's Yeah, yeah, I'm longer than most people. Uh I accidentally I think I accidentally doubled the ritual. Uh, oh, no. Because we got another one coming. Oh shit, there's two guys <laughs> back to Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to it. Uh, uh, Tom, uh, the question was whether or not being an expert on you is something that would be helpful. Um, would either of you, Tom Waits, care to address that? Well, I can't. I, I can't tell you whether or not it's a useful thing, because I've only ever been myself, been myself. You know, I live my life as an expert on Tom Waits, and I've had some, I've had some good times, I've had bad, but uh, mostly I just... I just got all these saxophones, and whether or not you think that uh, equates to success in life, it's a matter of opinion. What do you think, Tom? Well, I'm going to have to say that, um, <laughs> you know, I've spent a long time being Tom Waits, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to say, I, I don't know if I'm an expert myself. I know I was born in a taxi cab in 1929, and <clears throat> 49. How old am I? <laughs> See, I forget certain things like this. And I know uh, my Uncle Vernon is independent as a hog on ice. And he's a big shot down here at the slaughterhouse and plays accordion <laughs> for Mr. Weiss. But, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Being an expert on Tom Waits really less involves knowing about the life and times of Tomathan Waits. And more about knowing what kind of bullshit to spill out of your mouth. <laughs> You know what I mean, Tom? Yeah, I know what you mean, Tom. You know, I always wanted to tell you this, but I really liked that one performance you did on that show. What was it, Dick Cavett in like 1979? Yeah, it was, um, it was the one where you, we had the, the, uh, the, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. I liked that bit. That's a good one. I wish yeah. I'd come up with it myself. Well, funny thing about that. Yeah. I got a secret to tell you, me. What's that? You did. What? You think about it. Little well, geez, I had never thought about it that way before, but I guess you're right. You know, sometimes songs come to you on the wind. Uh, sometimes they grow out of you like a mole that you have to get checked. Sometimes songs come out of the ground like a tree, sometimes and you have to cut they... them down and eat them like a <laughs> beaver. Sometimes they they you, you go out and you you listen to you, you you go out of the park and you find the oldest grizzledest dog you can find yeah and he whispers him in your ear but only after you pay him a, a reasonable fee sometimes you have to go out and you have to kill a song and you have to skin it and bring it back home bring back the sweet meats for the family sometimes you have to feed a song to your kids and let them digest it before you collect it sometimes it's, songs... a, it's a closed loop of an ecosystem it's it good is. for the earth yeah and other times songs <clears throat> Other times, songs, you have to assemble them out of things like, you know, a cat, and, uh, a rock, and an oil lamp, <laughs> and a bag full of bones that you found in your basement, and you don't recall putting them there yourself. Did you put these bones in my basement, me? Did you put these bones in my basement, Did you put these bones Did you put these bones in my basement? Did you put these bones in my basement?
Well, I had a good home, but I left. I had a good home, but I left. Right, left. Um, yeah, um, <clears throat> sorry. I'm sorry, May. I may have got a little bit carried away. I sometimes get into just fits of musical, uh... If... I, I couldn't think of a way to end the sentence, and I just decided to Tom Waits out of it. I feel like I feel like that's 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 the kind of thing he might do sometimes. When I was working with Leonard Cohen on our cover of um, uh, 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 wow. Even Now by <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, WAP by Barry Manilow, um, we um, I remember looking into his eyes. I remember saying, Leonard. You have beautiful eyes, but I don't know what they want from me. What do you got in those eyes, Leonard? I want you to look at me in those eyes and tell me what those eyes want. I need you to be honest with me, Leonard. And, you, you know... Leonard, look me in the eyes and tell me the truth for once in your damn life. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can be honest with me. I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. Tell me what those eyes are thinking, Leonard. Give me your eyes. And then I want your eyes. Let's enter into a bargain for your eyes. How much are those eyes for? And and I I think you know that one of the hardest things was trying to figure out what Leonard Cohen wants. Because you listen to Hallelujah, (laughs) I have no idea what that guy wants. (laughs) What does he want? You listen to my material, you know what I want. You know I want a clock with wings. (laughs) You know what? You know I want to be made of crows. You know I want to marry a train. <laughs> you know I eat old I I I I eat old bits of rebar for breakfast. You know that I want a a, a girder for a house. <laughs> you know that I live in a little hole. You know that I have extra <laughs> legs hidden away somewhere that I could, switch out with my curtain. You can tell again. that from the lyrics. Yeah, but with Leonard Cohen. I mean, and I have no idea what he wants. People, people, you know, they talk to me and they talk to me in interviews and they say, "You're, you're, you're, you have such a mastery of uh, of symbolism and metaphor." And I say to them, "What's a metaphor?" I had never learned. <laughs> I don't know what that is. My music is extremely literal. A lot of people don't know this about me. Yeah, I do like to spend time inside a, a broken clock, splashing <laughs> the wine with all the rain dogs. I had a good home, but I left. Right, left. <laughs> that big fucking bomb did make me deaf. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, Uncle, my Uncle Biltmore and my Uncle William did make a million during World War II. <laughs> and they are tight wads and cheapskates, and they won't ever give a dime to you. You know? And, um... <clears throat> I mean, I've been, I've, been, I've been putting in all kinds of, kinds of complaints of the local constabulary about uh, my, the, the, the sounds coming out of my next-door neighbor's house. He's building something, but they don't take it serious. I right, keep they saying... They think it's a song. I keep saying, what's he building in there? I put out a whole memo, and I put it to music, sure, but people got the wrong idea. I think people thought that I was trying to make a poem. No, it's that there's a scary man who lives next door to me, and there's sounds coming from his basement that what? I personally don't care for. What is he building in what's there? What's he building in there? What is he building in there? What's he building in there? What's he building in there? <laughs> <laughs> God is away on business. <laughs> and misery is the river of the world. And everybody should be rowing. Why isn't anybody rowing the river of the world? <laughs> Ha ha ha!
Oh my god. Oh, Tom Waits is. He's coughing so oh, hard no. that he's that he's 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 uh he's disintegrating. He's he's he's, he's, he's into gunpowder. <laughs> Wait, why am I? Oh, okay. I just yelled so much that I could no longer hear my voice in my headphones. <laughs> I thought that it had cut out. It had not. Oh. Oh, he's gone. Wow. It's always it's always it's always nice to see him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I appreciate when we get a guest on the show. I do hate having to clear up all the gunpowder. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. I'll get the I'll get the broom. Yeah, it makes it hard to smoke in here. It feels dangerous, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, I'll I'll get the broom. You do the outro. Okay, cool. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening to Life in the World to Come. Um, this has been this has been a nice time. This is this is the we just recorded four podcasts. <laughs> uh, we're gonna meet up meet up we'll, and we'll do some more at some other point. But you'll be getting a slow feed of these for a while, or I guess at this point you won't because this is the last of them. So. This is this is the last of I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to you you sent us questions at life in the world to come at gmail.com and uh, our intro outro music is we are the hellhounds by the taxpayers you can uh, find you can find us on patreon if you want to I don't know give us a couple give us a couple bucks you think that we're doing such a good job that we're uh, you, we just but you missed a spot oh, fuck. there's some there's some more gunpowder over there oh yeah that was his hat yeah also, the uh, the 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 elderly dog took. I didn't want to say this, but the elderly oh, dog did Jesus. poop on the floor. It's sad, you know. It feel he doesn't. He's old. He doesn't have the same control over yeah. his bowel. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just gonna finish. Uh, yeah. Finish uh, sweeping up yeah. this uh, the flugelhorn he brought with him. Right, right. As you said, like, what are you gonna like walk him like twelve times a day? It's just fucking. Uh. No, eventually you just kind of just like let it go. Yeah, you know. He's you just put you put a new. What was I saying? So you can give us money on Patreon if you want to. Um, what else? Find us on Discord, Instagram, all that good stuff. These things you're supposed to say at the end of a podcast. Leave us some ratings on iTunes. I like it when we get ratings on iTunes. That's always good. <laughs> Tom Waits. Uh, Pushed the uh, the uh, big mouth Billy Bass on his way out. Now it's playing. Let's just vibe out to this as the outro music slowly ebbs in. Goodbye. I will survive. I will survive. I will survive. Hey, hey.